Well, howdy, folks. It's Old Scrambling here. Wanted to let you know there's a new small business that is on a meteoric rise. His name's Josh. He served a lot of people a bunch of beautiful meat down at the second annual Float Fest. We call him the Renegade Butcher. Get yourself on over to renegadebutcher.com and help him get his spice line launched renegadebutcher.com and if you want to get in on the spiciest chat on the internet dip your toe in the waters of telegram t.me slash liberty meat t.me slash liberty meat chat all right help the butcher start the spice line Wham! Bam! You made it to another Scrambling University. Welcome, welcome. Oh, we got a little tunes in the background there. That's some fish. I think that's uh, June. Uh, June last year. Uh, let's see. I am just grabbing this. I'm grabbing the guest link for today. Uh, let's see. Invite a guest. Yeah, episode 79. I can't even remember what I call these things. So, all right, there you go. In the comments is the guest link. If you want to be on, uh, super easy. Just, uh, on YouTube, go in the comments. Click. Boom, you're on. That simple. That's simple. Uh, yeah, here, hold on. I'll tell you what, I'm going to go take a peek and uh, see what I actually named this show. Uh, I think it's called. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, show. Ah, oh, no. Turn that shit off. That'll get us in a death loop for sure. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay, hold on. Ah, my coffee, where are you? Can you believe I did not bring a coffee with me? This is ridiculous. Can't have a show without coffee. And you know what? I noticed there's shit on my whiteboard. So I'm gonna grab my coffee and shit to wipe off my whiteboard, and I'll be back in like 30 seconds. Listen to some fish. All right, all right. All right, thank you, Trey. Thanks for filling the void. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, gosh, it's Wednesday. In star date time, we call this Wednesday. In workaday world, they call it hump day. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's awesome that, uh, I don't know, fuck. Uh, yeah, so many things to tell you about. I can't believe it's only Wednesday. It's been an interesting week. Ah, shit falling everywhere. Uh, that over there. Um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, oh, man, so much stuff. Uh, well, the title of today's show about off-grid opportunity it's all linked together all linked together and presided over by serendipity herself as always as always um yeah so many different side conversations to wrap up uh um so, I had sent a, uh, <laughs> okay, I made a point to somebody else that 
shit's not always about them, right? You just think that because you're a person and shit's always about you because that's how people think. So, uh, <laughs> pointing that out to somebody else, of course, wham! <laughs> you want to teach a lesson? Here you go. Uh, so, um, I sent off a note to, uh, to Rhyme Wave, uh, Casey, about a month ago. Like, hey, hey, we really need a musical director for Squatch Fest. The Squatch Fest. The Squatch Fest.com. The Squatch Fest.com. Go check it out. Even if you have no intention of going to our festival, seriously, will you just go cruise and check it out online? Tell me if the webpage sucks. If you were a person that would go to a festival, what information isn't on there, or could it be laid out in a better format to make it more appealing? Um, so, yeah, yeah. Here, I'm going to put it in the... All right, I'm going to put it in the... I'm going to put it in the notes. Uh, uh, whoop, 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 whoop. Hold on, hold on. Dust Scotch Fest. The Scotch Fest.com. See, it populates right up. God damn, can't leave your joints in the fucking greenhouse overnight. I mean, it's making them smoke slow, but the humidity is ridiculous in here. Hey, maybe I could do that to try to bring back some cigars that need a little rehabbing. I've got a fucking plethora of the craziest good cigars, but I quit smoking tobacco. All right, it's in the show notes. Squatchfest.com. Um, but yeah, there was like, uh, we ran this crazy sale. Okay, well, anyway, I told you I reached out to Casey like a month ago, like, hey, man, we need a musical fucking director. You shepherded the whole hip hop scene through the Vades in Port- Portland through the entire lockdown. So, fucking. Come help us build our little festival. Um, and I didn't hear from them for like a month. So as I was formulating the plan that I'm going to tell you about, that's the topic of this episode, off-grid opportunity. Um, I had sent that out and didn't hear back. So eh, people are fucking busy. I don't worry about shit for at least a couple weeks after I send shit out. Everybody will catch back up and loop back in in their own time. Don't know. So, the super kick-ass thing. In the meantime, so anyway, I sent that top a spinning out to the universe. Um, God, you know what? Hey, let's... Oh, whoops. Uh... I was just going to get our little banner run in here. Uh, no, no, you know what? Here, what's better? Let's do Squatch Fest. Uh, <laughs> Podcast people, sorry. I'm fucking around with all the stuff on the screen. Uh, tell you what, let's throw Squatch Fest logo up. Ah, you can't see it. I need something white over here, don't I? I need to see it. Oh, yeah, look, you can see it against my hand. Well, SquatchFest.com. Uh, okay, so I need a white background version for in here. Anyway. Um, so. Sent that out to him. Off it goes. Um, Candace and I have been uh, interested in following the Lots Project's move across you know, getting out of Minnesota and going to find, like, better weather. Like, ah, it's one of my favorite dead songs. You know, <laughs> go where go where the climate suits your clothes. I love my greenhouse. I love working in t-shirt and shorts. Sunshine, yay. Uh, Candace doesn't like getting burned. She doesn't mind sunshine. Well, yeah, she doesn't like being super hot and sweaty and getting burned. 
they're just like I built my greenhouse paradise for Seattle uh, to have massive space that's dry and warmer. Um, I would think I could do the same thing in a cold environment. I figure that shit out. It's not that tough. Not that tough. Uh, yeah, just make some cool. So, but anyway, anyway, <laughs> digressions. Um, that got us on. Uh, she like really started. Uh, well, okay. I've been saying what's going to happen next in this two-year-long fucking crazy meltdown. Yeah, you know, like three to six months ahead of what's going on. So, you can only live with somebody like me long enough, right? To, like, continually hear say, like, oh, this is what's gonna happen next. And then, like, literally, like, six, eight weeks later on the news, like, hey, your local news just figured it out. It's a fucking play. It's like... It's like my kid. He's fucking brilliant. He'll tell you the WWE who's going to win that shit. 85% of the time. And you can gamble on that now. So, hey, if you want to make money, call the kid. Uh, But anyway. uh, When it was like, hey, the housing market's about to go tits up. Like, this is going to happen. It's coming over the top. Interest rates are going to roll. Houses are going to slow down. We have to decide, are we going to keep this fucking place here, our quarter acre in the city that's uh, duplex, multifamily rental, or are we going to go? Because we're going to be here 10 years if we stay now, um, right? Because it takes that long for the wave to just crash through, fucking destroy everything and start coming out the backside. So it's a good property to keep either way, either way. Whether we stay living here or we cast ourselves to the wind because we can make way more money renting it. Um, whatever. Doesn't matter. Uh, getting her to cycle through the all the options with all, like, okay. She, like, got done yelling at me for, like, the last time about, I think it was about our little uh, trailer, right? Because I buy shit and if I can sell it for double. I know that is not a limited universe. When people go shopping, they overpay for shit because you get caught in this false scarcity. There isn't false. Oh, fuck, there's Brian. Sorry, Brian. How's it going on? What's going on? Boom! Oh, here we will turn down Trey. Oh, I'm sure we got a fucking epic story. Oh. I have no idea where I'm going to return, so later, people, fucking, you'll get it wherever you get it. Okay, go. One. Uno Dolores. <laughs> what, what? One dollar. That was the offer? Yeah. So, let's see. You said you were at 26, so that is a 4.8% raise. After three years with no reviews or raises in a labor market that's going up around like 12% a year. Well, I don't know. I got a raise. I got a pretty significant raise. Uh, I don't even know when it was. It was at least a year ago. No, you left that out. Significant. No. I mean, it was a company-wide. They restructured and everything uh, and did like tier levels and – yeah, I mean, it was what it was. It wasn't anything mind blowing by any means, but uh, yeah, they're gonna bump oh, me a dollar to figure out though, more information. I would have been much closer with my guess. Who do we owe the thousand Satoshis to? <laughs> I don't know. I'll send it to everybody. I don't I'm know. Go look, no, I think somebody was really close. I think somebody nailed a buck or like said a buck ten. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, uh. Price is right rules. If everybody's over, then oh yeah, then we send them to you. Yeah, shit. <laughs> oh yeah. my god! Did you give them yeah. the old? Uh, did you give them the old poker face? I'm gonna think about that. No, I said yeah. Okay, thanks for the dollar. <laughs> hey, every week when you get forty more bones to go below, 
Yeah, my uh, my uh, review was stellar. Bitcoin every week and put it in a fucking account that just says big old boss dick's name. My uh, my review was was stellar, absolutely stellar. The whole thing. Oh my god, oh my god! You want me to gather you up some like HR professional internal reports of like uh, average cost of uh, renegotiated contracts? You're like, nope. dude, you're like a quarter of what you should have fucking offered me. How do you want me to stick around at all? Yeah, and I told him, he's like, well, the last thing I heard you were taking off maybe October. I'm like, yeah, man, I'm leaving uh, leaving before winter, no matter what. I'm not doing another winter here. But the thing is, I got a realtor coming tonight, and I have plenty of spots to squat around here that I could stick around if, if, if you guys value me enough to keep me around, but... I could get jobs making what I'm making at any day of the week down where I want to go. So I just got to make the evaluation. And he's like, oh, oh, I understand. <laughs> oh, you could make, you could do the same job for double if you went to a coastal city. Oh, yeah. I mean, even in that area, this, this shit's pretty standard across the country in my industry. I mean, it is what it is. They just kind of set the rate and it goes like that. I mean, yeah, you're going to have shitball companies and better companies, but whatever. It is what it is. It's shitty work. I don't want to do it. But well, if like, I got to go get a job somewhere, it's easy. If you worked in the state of California at all or like Washington over 20 hours, you would you you would have like regular old whatever silver level health insurance is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't take health insurance. Corey works for it in healthcare, so our insurance through her. I mean, yeah, if you're not getting healthcare at that gig, he should be kicking you at least an extra ten thousand a year. I told him. I asked him. I so the job I had prior to this, they paid me a hundred and twenty-five dollars a week not to take their insurance if I had insurance somewhere else. So that just was in my paycheck every week, an extra hundred and twenty-five dollars. As long as I submitted documentation that I had you were covered, insurance. They wouldn't get penalized for having non-covered dude. Correct. Yep. So um, when I came here and I didn't take it, I, I asked if they had that. They're like, no. So I didn't do anything, didn't do anything about it. We had a we have a company meeting every year where they go over the benefits and all that bullshit. So it's the whole upper management. It's the owner and all this shit. And I brought it up in the in the meeting. I was like, hey, you know, I'm missing out on a lot of benefits here. I said, I understand I don't pay in, but I know how much you guys pay on the other end, right, and right. I'm not getting that. So I'm saving you all that money. Wouldn't it be a, uh, an honorable thing as a company to do to at least kick me back a portion of it? And the CFO of the company looks me dead in the eye and said, that's illegal. No, he I said, just you as a 1099 guy, and your rate expresses your cash option price. Well, I said... I said, well, if that's illegal, that's weird because I work for a company that, that paid me that. That was in my in my compensation package. And she said, well, they must have been doing some shady stuff. And I said, oh, that's weird. I work for AAM, a multinational foundry company that makes car parts and is inspected by the government on a routine basis. I doubt they're doing anything shady. That's so funny. Yeah, a company a hundred times your guy's size. Yeah, or a thousand times your guy's size. Yeah, they're really shady. No, they got. I'm, good pretty, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure they're trying to sneak it underboard. They got government officials in there doing inspections all the time because they're safety critical parts in fucking cars. It's so funny. Yeah. No, they just have actual attorneys that know how to run a fucking company. I just <laughs> shook my head and I'm like, "Yep, I see where this is going." So they don't understand value at all or cost. No, not at all. Not at all. I was going to say, man, if you let me write that letter before you had sent it in, I would have written it more like as an employee, you've said you things about you want me to be long term, but I'm super concerned because I see the billing and with inflation running what it has been for the last three years, I've noticed that we aren't charging our customers 80% more at this point, but the cost of the truck and the gas and the parts and the resupply and soon your labor are all up that much. <laughs> right. Right. Your company. Yeah, I mean, it was, so if I was, if I was even 
thinking about sticking around, it would have been a totally different ball game. But well, I would have just done it just to tease them and point out how fucked up their management structure is so that at least it's in writing after you're gone. They're like, oh, fuck, he told us that the economy was outpacing us and we were going to go bankrupt because we wouldn't raise our fucking prices to our customers because we were ballless. Yeah. It's what well, happens, right? They I'm get in a good people. spot, too, because like we're down to three checks. No, they will save themselves into a grave. They yep. will literally like put themselves on a diet till they're out of business and dead and gone and just swept away because some young buck from some not Minnesota will just come in and go, hey, motherfuckers, the guy's gone. The new rate is this, and it'll be three times as much, and the station owners will go, book, and then they'll bend over, and they'll get the money, and they'll pay them. And that guy will stick around. Yep. And hopefully yep. he'll be young and fucking, like, take care of his homies who come up and start the company with them. But yeah, yeah. Well, it's sad. It's sad because the company's been around. Like, so the owner now that the owner's son took over in the four years I've been here. Uh, before that, his dad started it in like the 30s. So he, uh, yeah, uh, 60, yeah. So the dad that's dead, all he's ever seen in his entire life is straight up, except for a hiccup, the oil crisis in 70, whatever, right? Like, boom, back down, and then just throttle on the fuel on the free money. It's been free fucking money for 40 years. A jackass can run a business in that environment. <laughs> well, especially in the petroleum industry where you, I mean, what are they going to do if their ship breaks? They got to have it fixed. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. Yeah, you, you're an arm of the government, really. I mean, to, to fuck that business up, you have to be a moron, right? You have to completely ignore all real-world things, like inflation and, like, costs. It's, it's, it's unreal, though. I talked to – so we had two techs uh, that recently left that went to a competitor. Uh, they actually took pay cuts to go there. Because it's probably fucking chill place to work. They said it's night and day difference just the management of the company and what that does for the employees is just night and day best decisions they've ever made to take a pay cut to go laterally into the same position at a different company doing the exact same thing and their day is a hundred times better every day the guy said the guy one guy left in january said he hasn't had a bad day at work since he left every day at our company was bad day and they'll gobble up your current guy sooner or later Somebody will gobble him, right? When he's just bones from the picking, some because his accounts have to call somebody, their gas pumps have to run, so they're gonna start calling the other. Like, so the whole um, tightening of uh, QE, like QE, right? This is quantitative tightening. It it resets the board. Stupidity cannot exist when there's not free money. When you could not just dig yourself a hole, then oh fuck, I'm gonna get a two percent business loan and just fix it over, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're they're really fucked too because they're in a bad space with word. So we usually run, we ran six texts effectively. Usually seven would have been a, probably a better better number. Oh, if they've and been right now, we're, right now we're at three. Oh. So yeah. you have all that work coming in and nobody to do it. So I, I'm booked out. Like when we had six texts, I was probably booked out two days, three days, three days max. Maybe if it got super busy, like when the seasons changed, I'd be four days, never a week. My schedule is booked for three weeks right now. Well, the interesting thing is, right, as this starts to devolve and money starts getting expensive and, and general shopping slows, which it will, they're pumping less gallonage now at higher dollars, which in the end will put less profit dollars to spend on shit in their bank accounts. So it will all start to slow, right? They can't get you out for preventative maintenance when you're two weeks backed up on emergency. So preventative stops on both ends because they won't have a guy to send and the retailer won't have money to spend. So then everything will could become an emergency. But, should- guess, but guess what? Um, guess what happens when we're short text and the guy calls 
and the competitor just got a bonus tech and our company just lost a tech, guess where all the fucking jobs go? And, and the beautiful thing is, right, it's going to be all after hour or emergency calls for the other guy. So the other guy's going to get to bill at his double rate, right? So you guys are digging a hole and he's building a fucking mountain. It's, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. It's, a, it's kind of, it's humorous to watch. Like, Well, there's a whole article, there's a whole like higher level article with like businesses have not been allowed to fail in a while, in a long time. Like the economy hasn't gone through. When they say the reset, eh, 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 they're talking about same thing. It's it's the macro picture. It's the, it is they're going to like they keep looking back, right? Like because the stock market's in fucking free fall, and like all those dudes are like looking over their shoulder, like you're gonna you billionaires, like you got us, right? You got it, like like no no no. Clearly said, I like look, go back and look at the Volcker recession back, like when Reagan came in, when he's like, dude, motherfuckers, only way this stops is I gotta inject like death juice in the vein. That's the only way. And he did it, and they fucking hated him, and he was like a one term Fed dude. But now you've got, I just heard this like yesterday or the day before. The banks on the Fed are technically like at war with each other, the banks aren't sending money back to the Fed to get used to back. So it's starting to be like a fuck you game uh, with interest rates. So they're like, yeah, you're not going to lower them. Mm, well, we're going to make it hard. So. Yeah. I. Uh, so that's over with. And the realtor comes at four. Yeah. <laughs> it's a busy day. <laughs> Dude, you start looking. Did you hear the beginning of the show at all? No. Oh, no, no. Okay, so yeah, yeah, I was getting up to, uh, Candace has started, like, looking at shit way more mercenary as, like, these are fucking assets. <laughs> yeah, yes, 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 now we're thinking about it. Um, so yeah, the, uh, uh, the one piece of Squatch land across the street we're gonna put up for sale for crazy fucking money. Um, because it's southwest, or southeast, sloping land with an easy fucking well and power like they, yeah there's nothing built there are no five acre parcels over there right now for sale none yeah i uh so yeah, my realtor the my buddy sent me an email this morning just kind of talking price and sent me a bunch of comps kind of there's no comps for what i got not close and so. that's just I, I talked to my realtor friend yesterday and she was like, eh, eh, eh. they're hesitant to do land like that. Cause it's like, no, no, no. I'm going to offer owner finance, carry back crazy fucking shit. Right. But I'm going to ask a lot. Yeah. So <laughs> he, he threw a number. He threw the number. Well, I, I had thrown him a number at 225, I think. Yeah. yeah. And um, just as I don't, I don't know. Like it all depends on the customer. Really. It depends on what they're looking to do and what they're looking to get out of it. Um, and so he sent me a bunch of comps and he's like, well, I'm seeing these and they were all over what I got, but I'm like, that doesn't take into account. Like the condition of the house is in the middle of a remodel, um, all the shit. I mean, it was a working farm and I just stopped. Like that was how it went down was we were, we were working and it was in October and we got a huge snowstorm and everything just stops in Minnesota when, when the weather changes and it snows, like you don't, you don't get to pick shit up over no. the winter yeah. like once it snows it's just gone until spring and so you got all your shit out and everything and so we decided at that point we were moving and over the winter we figured out what we were doing and when spring came we didn't do anything with the, the farm for two years so like all the gardens are just fucking piled over all the feed bags that were like laying around they're just all there like all I've done is focused on the camper and getting the fuck out of here. People that... can look past that because it's just landish for farm. But you know what? You said something really important this morning was all the shit. Once you got past your buying it, you had to go out and acquire like literally like 10K worth of like pretty like you got to have the shit. I almost got instead of a house by the water i almost got a house over here by a lake on like a couple acres because it had a zero turn riding lawnmower that came with it right 
that when when it just when you leave shit, they can put that in their mortgage payment. Right. Right. Well, I mean, I got a brand new six thousand dollars shed sitting in my driveway behind me that we we're going to convert into a office. It looks like a barn, ten by twenty shed with a porch and all, like two doors, windows on. I mean, it's like a little house basically. That's sitting in the driveway. All it's had was uh, insulation and drywall in it and some random like shit just stored in it. It's brand brand new. That's an Airbnb yeah. that could rent for fifty a night, or a hip camp that could rent for fifty a night. So, and the guy's number inside, the guy's numbers on the wall inside, he'll come and move it for a hundred bucks. He's got so a little scoop, scooper thing that he comes and he picks it up, drives it around, sets it wherever the fuck you want. So if they could buy the house for X, cause they're getting a banknote on it and then sell off that for cash flow, And see, if you list all that shit that you were talking about this morning and yeah. put a dollar amount on it, that's in the ad is like instant equity in your pocket well that's the business too that's the other thing is they walk into a comfrey business right and they can't so you got to list that shit and you got to get that in the ad like this is like instant owner equity here's all the stuff where no matter how much you put down you are plus this minute one yeah yeah. And you could start farm. You could start your shit. You don't. You know. You don't have to spend three months acquiring the not brand new tractor and the not brand new quad. Oh, I sold those. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. What do you got for farming implements? You were talking about some shit this morning that was kind of expensive, if I recall. Uh really, really, just the the stuff I have left. I I, I liquidated anything that had wheels and was uh, was movable. Um, I actually sold I sold my two four wheelers for pretty much what I bought for them four years earlier. Um, oh, good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was stupid not to. Wherever um, you're going to and do the same thing again, right? It's just yeah. an envelope, then it becomes four wheelers, then it becomes an envelope again. Fucking dunk, yep. dunk, dunk. <laughs> Yeah, so so what I got left, I mean it's pretty it's a snowblower, it's a riding lawnmower, it's hand tools, shovels, uh post hole diggers, all sorts of supplies. Um like fencing materials, drywall, insulation. I mean, just all sorts of shit. Random. I mean, if you walked around an active homestead and looked around and took away the four wheelers and a big tractor. Yeah. Most of the shit's here. Right. So you can do most of the day to day. If you're going to do it, if you're going to do it manually, like we never did any, we never had a tractor. We did right. everything manually. Um, so all that stuff's here. So if that's how you're going to do it and how you want to operate it as a small farm. Plus I, I mean, I retrofitted the chicken coop. I fenced in an acre around the house that isn't quite finished. Cause we weren't really sure how we wanted to finish between the house and the garage. We got a detached garage and our septic line runs right there and our, our holding tanks right behind it. So we wanted to make sure we didn't go through the septic line and whatever. So we just put up temporary fencing and it's worked for us. So we never finished off that little section of the fence. Yeah, and yeah. we're glad we didn't because when we parked the RV in the driveway, we just took that temporary fencing, swung it over to the RV and now the dogs have access to the fenced-in yard from the RV instead of the house. So right. yeah, yeah, the insta fence. Yeah, I love I love non-permanent structures. That's why I fill those bear. I so I fill five-gallon barrels with concrete and a four-foot of a four of an eight-foot four-by-four post. Yeah. And you yeah. can move those fuckers anywhere. They're heavy. They'll hold cattle panel just fine. You know, especially yeah. a panel that's a little wobbly. It's hard to climb. I'm curious. I'm curious to see what the realtor says for where he would list it tonight. Well, so okay, you gotta imagine realtors always have an incentive to get you to list low, always. Because it doesn't matter, they're gonna it's it's income. You're like you want to get paid for sure, but even though they're your homie, they're still gonna try to list it low. Even my realtor friend, I argue with her all everything she's helped me sell. We've had a knockdown drag out before it gets listed. Uh, but the I'm nice probably, part is, the nice part is, I got a number that if they throw, I mean, if somebody threw out, if somebody said two twenty five cash close tomorrow, I'd be gone tomorrow. Like I would just leave. Yeah. So it's like, do you? Go hey, look through? at this! Look at this! Is that the, uh, uh, somebody buying a place? Oh, is it your uh, ad in uh, Craigslist? 
No, that's my work phone. <laughs> oh, from Bellevue. Oh, that's. <laughs> cool. I don't like, know if I'm rounding service calls out to Bellevue. I hope that he's like, I hope hope that dollar wasn't an insult. <laughs> we meant to put his bureau behind it. <laughs> Accounting fucked up. Somebody missed the stroke. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, all right, man. Well, I just rolled in. I got some shit to do before he shows up, so I'm gonna take care of that. Hopefully, jump on the after party. What do you got? Is that nice? Yep. <laughs> nice, nice. I figured out now that now that you're like, hey, we might have to like build a little farmy farm where we land. <laughs> Maybe I'm just a babysitter. <laughs> hey, multiple farms is always a good thing, right? Yeah, spread genetics. I love it. I love it. Go get shit done. I'll talk to you. I'll catch you later. After party. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that reminds me. Come on the after party tonight, uh, folks out there. Uh, So, okay, two things about the after party. I'll probably tell you three now. Um, What we learned is you can can start a channel called the after party. Super easy on YouTube and uh, Telegram. Uh, Telegram was a little harder, but um, it... There's a bajillion of them. So after we uh, after we named uh, the after party, well, because when on loose the goose broke up, we were the we were the 58th highest ranked podcast, like in the lifestyle something something space. I forgot. Jack Jack said it on that last show, um, but yeah, we were killing it. So after we realized the after party there is like a thousand of them it's ridiculous so we went back and renamed everything so we started a youtube channel called utg unloose the goose after party uh and a telegram utg after party chat uh right and um so now yeah so the after party is uh after unloose the goose we created a space for all the hosts to return, say whatever the fuck they want, whatever the fuck they want. Uh, a little more, uh, you know, because we kind of said it on the goose when we shut it. We said everything that needed to be said about getting off your ass and going and getting work done and all that stuff and rah rah. So, just do that if you want. Uh, <laughs> Kabong says, Miss, I'll lose the goose. Yeah, you know what? Uh, I forgot what Jack was on the other day. Him and Nicole were on something, and I was trying to rally the troops for a little uh, fall reunion. Maybe we just do one show in the fall, because I know he'll have his fall workshop. He's going to want to promote, and she's got her thing is like October 1st and 2nd, I think, uh, the next Self-Reliance Expo. Um, so maybe they'll want to pump that. I'll want to pump the Squatch Fest for uh, 9, 22, 23, 24, 25. Uh, so same thing. So maybe I'll get him to do that like, after Labor Day, maybe. Hey, everybody. Go bug Jack. <laughs> UTG reunion. How about hashtag UTG reunion? Drop that shit everywhere. UTG reunion. The fans demand it. Oh, come on. It'd be great. Oh, make Jack do a reunion show. I know Nicole would be down. If she drops by, I'll lose the goose tonight. I will pick her brain on the strategy. Uh, oh, hey, K-Bonk said he just described over there. Uh, that reminds me. Yeah, shit. If you are on YouTube right now and you aren't subscribed, will you just fucking subscribe? I, uh, it's going up really fast, faster than I thought. Um, as soon as I get to 1,000, we can do a bunch of fun shit. So, and I totally forgot to even turn on the chat. Ha, ha, ha. Looks like Eric won the bet. Yes, on Brian's raise. Well, yeah. He didn't give us enough information. Eh, but whatever. We all bet with the same amount of information. So I want 1,000 Satoshis. I'll get on there here in just a second. I'll go tip them. Um, yeah, we had to bet on how much Brian was going to get offered for a raise. But then he told us after we all committed to our amount that he wasn't really going to press them and do any ball busting or anything. So, whatever. I should have revised, but that would have been Welchin. 
Oh, Jesus. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I forgot. The episode uh, is on, uh, yeah, episode. Uh, permacul- or, uh, permaculture opportunity or something like that. Off-grid opportunity. Yeah, yeah. So, here's the deal. Um, if you haven't heard the story of me hunting our land, um, go back and listen to it. It's on one of the, I have shit, we're only on episode uh, 70, so it ain't that far. Uh, but anyway, yeah, go back and listen. Uh, we crazy hunted the land and did a lot of interesting shit uh, to, to get where we got. Um, so we bought three lots because that helped make the deal go through at the time because the people needed out were in a bad situation and they needed someone with cash money that was going to close on their fucking lots like in a week. So, uh, ha, 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 hunt some beef for dinner. Ha, geez, what? <laughs> See you, come on. <laughs> Go hunt, go hunt some shit in the freezer. Oh, that's funny. Oh, the uh, uh, so um, so yeah, yeah. So we ended up with those three lots. Um, I bought when I got the first tractor. I bust. I was clearing the upper lot a lot with the small tractor, um, and we planted a bunch of fruit and nut trees up there. I laid out an entire permaculture design for that property. Um, it's south, east, facing, and has high trees up on the west side. So you get really nice sunset. You know, sun rises when the when it's cooler out. And the plants need sun, right? Because we average like 60 degrees a year out here, year round. Uh, and it's in, it's on the sunny key. So it's on a finger that hangs out into the water that's like 27 miles long. Um, and just the way the winds come around the end of the Olympic Mountains, it doesn't rain a lot down there. Um, but we're at the bottom of a hill. So we're kind of in a dew pocket. So the air moisture from being by the water kind of comes down the hill every night and waters everything without have, without it having to be a rainy spot. Um, so yeah, yeah. So we planted fruit and nut trees over there. Uh, I did some excavator work, put in a nice rifle range, fixed drainage, put in place to park cars, worked on a nice little flat spot for you know, like a zone one garden or a future pond, depending on which way you were going to play it, McMansion or off grid. Um, yeah. So anyway, and if you go up two stories over there, the second story where you would put the house or the dwelling or the thing or the whatever, uh, is a beautiful mountain near view. Uh, down to the southeast so yeah property slopes out so it's perfect is a the 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 contour uh lines are a tiny bit uh southwest to northeast so if you contour terrace that entire property your long line would be uh, about 650 700 feet um long long so you could grow a lot of shit. Uh, um, it said a bend in the road so you can have access, car access at either of two spots, depending on you want more privacy, you want less privacy. Uh, you want easy access to a driveway, you want a little, we were going to make it a uh, no vehicle zone, except in the lower pot you had to park and then there were going to be golf carts to zip around on. So. Yeah, you could do a lot of shit. Um, could do, yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, if you wanted to see the permaculture plan for that land on the Food Forest Farms Facebook page, look back. Look at the videos. Look back about 
five years ago, four years ago, back. You'll see it says like land plan or permaculture farm plan or something like that. Uh, anyway, I laid it all out back then. And I started progressing down the timeline and putting in the shit. Um, so some of that stuff's all done already. Um, a lot of the clearings done. Oh, yeah, I had a professional survey done. Uh, I pounded in T-posts all the way around. Um, and that's where she's at now. So it's super interesting. What helped us get that land, right, is the same thing that we're going to be able to do to help somebody else rocket forward. And remember, you're not going to have to start off with 10 foot high blackberry and uh, <laughs> ragweed like so thick that you cannot literally walk one square foot on the property. That's all been taken care of. Um, yeah, yeah. So um, you got like pretty much 90% ready to roll spot. Now, the interesting thing is you would be my neighbor. You would be my neighbor. Uh, yeah, yeah. If you wanted to build a home site or whatever, we've just decided we're never going to build an on-grid deal that needs the power. Power's right at the corner of the property. Um, we just aren't going to build that kind of house there, right? That's going to go up two stories and have the view and all that bullshit. Um, we love our 10-acre park amphitheater. And it's become a pretty cool hip camp. We had four different groups there for Fourth uh, of July, cohabitating on the space. Um, no complaints from any of them about being trumped on by other folks or not having enough space or whatever. Uh, and then after we saw four groups that already rented it, we have like ten spots designated in hip camp. We just jacked the price up to like a hundred dollars a spot so that we would stop the inflow of people because we don't want it to get crowded. But you know, if we build ourselves some off grid little mushroom huts over there to go chill in and uh, have a nice place to camp that's out of the rain inside that you could like enjoy, we're not like we don't need much more than that as long as there's hot running water and kick ass shower. Fuck. That's a place for the dogs and a place to stay toasty, warm, and dry and take a great hot shower as long as you want. That's about all I need. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, so you would get to have, um, yeah, so 10 acres on one side of you across the road would be a farm and a place where uh, people off-grid, self-sufficient, uh, you know, high, cool individuals camp and enjoy their dogs and their families and such. So you, that would be there. Uh, your other neighbor to the west, five acres, is a couple from Vermont or Maine, I think Maine or Vermont. Uh, they're retired engineers. Uh, they built a kick-ass house back there from scratch and sold it, parlayed that money and bought a lot out here. And uh, they've already got a house plan filed. Uh, the septic's been tested. The well's been dug and is put in. Well's at 95 feet. The well on the other side, the other neighbor that abuts you, their well's at like 96 feet. So super easy to get a well there. Uh, you're just drilling through sand. Uh, so yeah, well is like snappy, snap, easy, um, drainage, super easy. Um, so that stuff's all ready to roll. If you're going to build like a real house, house, uh, McMansion style, um, could do that. Pierce County's pretty easy to put permits through. Um, cost of government in Pierce County is pretty low. Like I said, it's on the end of the end. 27 mile peninsula on the end of a mile and a half dirt road and there's only 12 landowners so the other the guy next to you is the, and his wife are the engineer that are going to build a real house with a real shop like he's putting a barn in with a hydraulic lift for cars because he likes to work on real things uh, so he's got mechanical skills so your one neighbor 
super cool freedom humans uh, with fix it skills. Um, and then above him is a 120 acre woods tract with a 20 acre home site in the very center. She rides equestrian, comes trotting around on her horse every once in a while. Super cool human. That 100 acres, I think it will never be anything but that. As far as I know, they like their privacy. That's why they have like a 100 acre shield. There is an 80 acre shield around a 20 acre center, something like that. Anyway, their standoff to other humans is like an entire hillside mountain. Um, and then on the other side of the uh, north of you, up north of the road, would be 40 acres that just got clear cut two years ago, completely clear cut, completely replanted, uh, double planted for trees. The guy that owns Tacoma Screw owns that, and he owns the lots on the other side of me. He's buying up everything on the road. That's why if I put this land on MLS through a real realtor, he'll just buy it up. <laughs> so I'm trying to get somebody that would want a farmstead or a homestead or to do some off-grid farming or whatever, whatever. Uh, somebody real who maybe loves to shoot, uh, we're zoned uh, industrial ag um, slash uh, R10, rural 10, but they'll, they'll give you a home permit if you have five acres. Um, check it all with the county. Due diligence, real estate, don't trust me, I'm selling it. I'll bullshit anything. So, like always, don't trust the seller with anything. Do your due diligence. Um, anyway, I'm going to put that up on Land Watch and uh, for sale by owner and whatever. Uh, probably by the end of the day today. Uh, yeah, yeah, I had some other crazy shit happen too. Um, so anyway, uh, I'll tell you that in a bit. Um, but so that's going up. Bam! Some super unique opportunities that one could have if one just wanted an investment. Um, since I own the land next door, if you wanted me to make that land look like my land, go to Camp Suniki, uh, S-U-N-E-E-K-E-E, -E -E, Suniki, Camp Suniki, and uh, that will take you to my hip camp post. Uh, if you type... I just typed it in the uh, chat right there. If you type in Camp Suniki, S-U-N-E-E-K-E-E, -E -E, into any browser, wham, it'll come up. Uh, or if you go to Food Forest Farms, foodforestfarms.com, uh, and you just look up, if you click on there and click Camp Suniki, you'll see all my pictures that I put up. They're mostly the same, but the other one's got uh, camper pictures up. Oh, this is such a great song. I love it. Go try. Um, but the uh, so distracted. Oh, fish. Ah, yes, the distraction of my life. I'm about to feel it. Hey, look, there's Charlie. He's doing well. Um, so, if you go look at Camp Suniki, that is what I've done with my land. So every tree has been cut to eight foot tall to allow sunlight to come in on the angles and dry out the ground, help decomp what's down there, and also help grow. I've thrown a lot of pasture seed, and I've thrown a lot of pasture seed already on the land we're going to put up for sale. I just haven't been over to visit it much in the last year. <clears throat> but the beautiful thing with pasture seed is grows big giant seed head reseeds itself so we've been doing what we've done on our side already but there's a little brush that's growing back um so anyway i can permaculture paradise it for you to the same standard that camp suniki is built to no sprays no pesticides all the work done with the human 
uh, I will use diesel power tools and battery powered power tools, uh, but pretty much on a human scale development. If you want your land to stay never sprayed with anything ever, I got affidavits signed by the old owners since they had bought it a long time ago, never touched. I will sign the same affidavit since I've owned it, pass it forward. If you want to keep it a chemical-free land, we can do that. <clears throat> if you want me to develop it along the way as my other camp, and you guys open up a hip camp, if you're not going to come right away, and you want it to just have fruit-bearing trees and nut-bearing trees and profit-producing trees and be a hip camp also while you just own it and let it increase in value. Also an option, also an option. Uh, maybe I rent uh, your parking space from you twice a year for my overflow for the festival. Oh, Squatch Fest, oh, squatchfest.com. Uh, so anyway, yeah, that's the opportunity. We are gonna, you know, it, you gotta wake up every day and think about like, the shit that I own, if I had to just wake up every morning and rebuy it right now, would I rebuy it? Is that how I would distribute my life energy for a long-term keeping? And, ah, it's finally broken through. I've been telling you guys to like, check out your shit, reevaluate stuff. You know what? Too much eggs in the Washington state basket as it goes, right? And watching lots look for their lot. We started looking for lots and turns out there's a lot of stuff across the country. When you live in crazy land, you forget what things cost in the rest of the country. Completely disassociate. So, yeah, yeah. So we're going to sell that piece and build the Squatch Fest amphitheater and farm faster and go get some Airbnb rentals, hip camp rentals, places we would want to go anyway to go visit friends and family. Why wouldn't we redeploy, right? Do the same thing we did to find the cheapest goddamn lots in all of Pierce County that year because we strategically hunted them, right? Okay, turn it back into cash and do the same thing, right? Except maybe in a couple different spots, maybe in a couple different things, who knows? Who knows? And the beautiful thing about doing a for sale by owner and sticking it on land watch and doing a couple other things, right? We can be really creative. Wow. Interest, like, interest rates are already up. It's really hard to get loans on land. Really hard. Um, yeah, you got to for sure not need it and really not need it to get loans on land. Where people want to go out and start shit up. The appreciation how fast land is going up is ridiculous at this point. So, if someone doesn't have the nut or the credit to swing a bank loan by doing an owner finance option, we're going to allow a much greater, vast pool of people be able to jump in, right? So, Spread the word. Spread the word. I will. Uh, I will loop back to these show notes on the podcast um, and update after I get the link up to get the sale out that I'm going to do today. Uh, I will link back to the podcast and publish that link right up top. Link to the land. Here's our ad. Boom. Whatever. Um, 
I'll also put an ad on probably my Food Forest Farms website. Uh, might as well market my own property, right? Um, so yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's how it's gonna go. That's how it's gonna go. Let me get that shit out there. And uh, so, yeah, farmstead opportunity on some of the coolest land that there is. Foodforestfarms.com. That's where you go to find out. You know what? And I'm going to end this under an hour. Just so we keep it right in an hour. It just seems like a natural place anyway. I don't need a bunch of fucking ads today. The whole thing was kind of an ad. Anyway, spread the word. If you want Squatch Land, now's the time. The guy from Tacoma Screw will grab it up if I just take it down to just bleh, bleh rates. Anybody anybody with enough money to just buy land can buy it. But I want to help somebody out. So anyway, pass the word. Go to the podcast. Look for the code. Hey, by the way. No. Anyway, that's it for today. Love you guys. Pass it on. See ya. Cheers. All righty. If you are listening to this podcast and you are not listening on the Fountain.fm app, then you do not like money. Fountain.fm is running a promotion right now. Anything streamed through their podcast player earns you free Satoshis. Yep, that's right. Free money just for listening to this podcast on Fountain.fm.